The following is brought to you with no commercial interruptions. Listen up. Uh, we'll just uh, kind of talk a little bit. Yeah. Just to kind of break the ice. Then, Understood. Then we'll start. I'll, I'll let you know okay. when we officially start and everything like that. So that, uh, I don't know. We probably, we're not going to see anything. Yeah. Here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Not too weird. I do, I, I, I am drinking my scotch, but I'm going to, well, well, I already, I already uh, uh, diverted one crisis because um, one thing that you're going to learn is that I'm an idiot. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I thought 6 p.m. in California was 10 p.m. here. And it's not. <laughs> it's <No>. nine. <laughs> so I was like, oh man, yeah, this thing's at 10 p.m. tonight. And my wife's like, I don't think California to Connecticut is four hours. <laughs> I'm like, I'm pretty sure it is. It's four hours. Yeah. It's, you know, because you, you have Eastern, then Central, then Mountain, then Pacific. That's four. It's like, no, you're, no, you're, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, no, you start counting at one. You don't. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to Season 8, Episode 6 of the Better Band Podcast, an all-encompassing trip through every song in the Pearl Jam catalog. I'm your host, Brandon Palomo. Each episode, I go track by track with a guest through every album, soundtrack, single, and b-side to discover why you simply can't find a better band. Welcome back to the Better Band Podcast. This is Brandon today talking about the Lost Dog Hitchhiker with guest Brian Cohen. Hello, Brian. Hello. And how are you this fine evening? Oh, I am doing just excellent. All right. Good to hear. Uh, today, like I said, we're talking about this track from Lost Dogs. However, uh, we, we've, we've never met before, right? Uh, right. This is uh, okay. So just just to make sure, just mm-hmm. to make sure that we're not pulling any funny business. I don't know how uh, you know magicians will sometimes plant people in the audience. You know, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna put this out in the open. You know, we've never we've never met before. Never met. So never. that means since this is your first time on the podcast, mm-hmm. I have to ask you: When did you first hear of Pearl Jam? Well, all right. So I probably I probably got into like rock music in like 92-ish area. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in 92, I was only 12 years old. So I was in, I was in eighth grade. And I started, and like, at first, I, you know, it just came from, you know, they were on, they were on MTV, you know? Yeah. But they, but at that, that time, like, Pearl Jam was just one of many bands that I really liked. And then my father had one of those subscriptions for uh, Columbia House. I'm sure you remember that. Oh yeah. You know, were you were you were you scammed them out of out of uh, music for a penny? <laughs> so I and I uh, I and I just you know you know he asked me, hey, you know, pick some you know pick some pick, pick some tapes. What do you want? This and that. And you know, ten was just one of the ones that I happened to pick. Mm. And man, I I remember the first time playing it, and uh, man, just once was just so it just grabbed me like instantly and i was just sucked in from there so it was probably yeah, it was eighth grade 93 and then you know so that was probably you know early 93 ish or so so like 
Versus was probably the first album that I was excited for, you know, because it was it was new, you know, when when you know I had gotten into Pearl Jam, mm-hmm. and then I would say, but it's still at that point they were just a band that I really liked. I was really way more into Nirvana, but I, I would say like the moment I felt that Pearl Jam had like locked onto me was. 96 and um on no code definitely because i at, at that point i felt i i, I thought to myself these guys could literally put out anything i love it <laughs> <laughs> you know you know because we you know you, you know you know when you're 16 years old and you're you know going from you know 10 and verses and vitology and you're just raw and angry you know and you're a teenager you know you're volatile you know and then they then you hear sometimes and who you are and you're like what is this but like that's it, it, it was at that point that I, I I realized like this band is something else. Yeah. So it start, started with once, and uh, man, I've just been locked in ever since. So then uh, we get to this time, and uh, this is a this is a binaural outtake. So how did how did binaural hit you then? That's kind of like I think a, a turning point. Yes. Uh, particularly because uh, Matt Cameron, you know, just joined the band. They got a different producer, so it yeah. sounds a little bit different. How did uh, how did how did that hit you? Uh, <laughs> uh, not well. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. uh, so I'll, I'll say Yield is Yield is by far my favorite album. Mm-hmm. Well, it may not by far, but you know, at, at this point in my life, probably the past ten years or so, Yield has been like my go-to, and even at that point. You know, back in 98, you know, 2000, you know, Yield is my go-to. Mm-hmm. I loved Break or Fall when I first heard it. I thought this is a great song, but I did not like how cloudy it sounded. It, it wasn't it wasn't crisp like Yield, you know, or, or Versus. It wasn't crisp. It was like muddled and cloudy. And I was like, what is this? Well, you know, what is happening? You know, and then like... I, you know, I listened to it, I listened to all Pearl Jam albums, you know, and, you know, I listened to them over and over and over again. And, like, I liked the songs. I just didn't like how they sounded. I didn't like mm-hmm. that. It just sounded muted almost, you know. But, again, you know, I mean, there are, there are some incredible tracks on that album. And then Riot Act happened. <laughs> again, you know, just they're, no matter what they put out, I just, I just dig it. You know, I, I always give them like the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm. and extra listens. So we got this song that Ed wrote. It's originally supposed to be on binaural. And you see it on the, uh, on the original track mm-hmm. listing that they have yes. there. Um, it's, it's, let's, let's talk about the song a little yes. bit. It is a little different sounding. <laughs> it's, it's definitely an Eddie track. It's one of those songs you listen to and you're like, Oh, this is an Eddie. It's, it's simple. It's got that almost kind of punkish element, but not really, you know, it's simple. Mm-hmm. It's fast. You know, it's, it's an Eddie song. <laughs> you know, this wasn't, you know, this wasn't like a stone, you know, thing or like a Jeff uh, experimental. This was definitely, this is definitely Eddie. You could tell from, from, from start to finish. <laughs> you I can carry your 
Yeah, it's got that, um, whatchamacallit, it's got kind of like the part in the middle where it's kind of like, okay, uh-huh. like, oh, this is where we're going to jam. This uh-huh. is where we're going to extend it out. And, you know, Eddie's got the yeah. Ebo. You can hear the Ebo and stuff in there. And um, it, it's kind of like sort of steady and it's sort yeah. of building. And it, it's just sort of like, oh, yeah, like live. This is going to yeah. you know, kind of go places and everything like that. Like that, yeah, as well. Yeah, I've never, well, yeah, I've, I've never seen this song live, obviously. I've seen a few Lost Dog songs, but never, but not Hitchhiker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it's one that I I do wish was, I mean, man, I, I wish all those binaural tracks, except for Sweet Lou, uh, <laughs> I wish all those, I wish all those binaural tracks made to binaural. Mm-hmm. I actually, I actually made a Spotify playlist where I like recreated binaural, mm-hmm. but as like a double, but as like a double album almost. And I put in like Hitchhiker and Sad and Fatal and Education. I'm like, nah, these things belong on binaural. Like these are these are great songs. Did you leave out God's Dice on it though? I did. I, okay, so I, I I I don't mind God's Dice originally. I know people get on me about this. Originally, I left out Sleight of Hand. I mm. considered it like an awful song mm-hmm. but then like i started getting into it and now i'm now I'm, now i'm okay with sleight of hand but, okay. but i used to not <laughs> like it <laughs> god's dice i'd seen live twice i think oh wow yeah this uh let's see then the uh it's uh if you're looking for its page uh looking for them talking about it in pearl jam 20 uh there's nothing there's uh, absolutely no reference mm-hmm. in Pearl Jam 20 to it. Right. Let's see this. Uh, and then uh, you got to look through the booklet in your Lost Dogs. It says, nature has its own religion. Evolution, baby. Which, of course, uh, nature is its own religion. Uh, reference in uh, Man at the Hour. Mm-hmm. Um, says, where the deer and wild pigs run, there are plants along the trails that attach spiny seeds onto the legs of anything passing. Soon the plants are spread for miles. Ingenious. Right, right. On a hike with my brother, we recovered from knee to ankle in these things. He called them hitchhikers. Also a name for professionals who harangue you for autographs that they turn around and sell, otherwise known as blue penners. <laughs> so this, uh, this this song, I guess you can kind of, I guess, figure out it's it's just about uh, being taken advantage of, I guess, by uh, by people. Yeah, that's how I took it. It's just, uh, you know, someone, you know, riding along and enjoying the goods off somebody else. You know, a virus, a virus of some sort or a parasite, I should say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've all we've all been through that. 
don't know if we've all been through that, but I've been through that. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is sort of, um, man, I don't know. It is it's just a real, it, it is very straightforward, just, you know, being taken advantage of and oh, yeah. um, people, you know, just being jerks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be trying to, try, trying to take advantage of you and, you know, either like write off of your fame or, or take advantage of your hospitality and, um, and kindness. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This is, this is binaural. <laughs> binaural is sort of like the, the divorce record. I don't mm. know if this is like sort of in there at all, but probably not. No. Yeah. I, I don't know if like that would be like the reason it was left off or anything like that. If it was sort of secretly, you know, a little bit too pointed. Too personal. Yeah. 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 Do you think that it was it was left off yeah, just because of how it sounds, or because the record was too long already, or? Yeah, I mean, maybe too long. I mean, you know, yeah, it's it's you know, it's not like one of those like an emotional journey. It's not like a rearview mirror or like release, mm-hmm. but it's not like an angry song like Animal or either. But like, I don't know. I mean, but they but they do have kind of like you know, on binaural there are a couple just like you know fun rockers you know you know like god's dice or evacuation so like i don't know i don't know how they chose uh how they chose it like evacuation over over hitchhiker but <laughs> <laughs> yeah plus too a lot of a lot of the songs that were left off of binaural were eddie songs yeah and um binaural is like the notorious writer's block record yeah and so you have all these songs that ed wrote but yeah yeah, that's why I don't it's, get. They're, they're not on the album. Yeah, because you know, yeah, they you know hear all the stories about, about the writer's block, and I'm like, they had all these songs though. Yeah, they, you know, he had, I mean, he had sad. He had, you know, hitchhiker. He had education. He had, you know, these songs were there. It's just, um, I don't know. Maybe I, you know, maybe they were just, he was just putting too much pressure on himself to, you know, keep this, you know, two year uh, thing running. You know, ninety four and ninety six and ninety eight and you know, we got to have an album in 2000, you know what I mean? I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure uh, how so many songs got, got left off. but Yeah, it could, it could also possibly be, like, you know, like, it's like, okay, we have these songs, and maybe, like, they knew the titles of them. It's kind of like, okay, I have most of the lyrics. You know, it's kind of like, okay, I got the chorus for this one. I got this. Yeah. You know, we're kind of done. He's like, I'll be able to wrap it up. And, and you know, maybe it's just... He couldn't finish them, and you know maybe it's kind of like as it got time to put the record out, it's kind of like okay, you know we got these songs that are done, so let's put them out, and they could have been finished later. You know, lyrics could have been done later. I know that like mm-hmm. sometimes there are different um, vocal takes on other Lost Dog songs too. So I mean, it could have been stuff that he wasn't happy with the performance or the lyrics, mm-hmm. or possibly maybe there were a couple different takes that were on the original. Uh, sessions that I just kind of like, ah, uh, you know, somebody else is putting the record together and just kind of like, ah, uh, you know, let me uh, hear what this thing sounds like. Oh, yeah, cool. Let me, you know, mix them a little bit different just to make it worth it for people to buy it if they already have the uh, imports or something like that. I've heard that like about Grievance. Like he had the music for Grievance. He just couldn't figure out what to sing with the music. Mm-hmm. You know, he just he couldn't get words for it. So do you, do you think they would, they possibly also maybe like tried? You know, they record it in the binaural technique and they have like, you know, the things kind of in the ears and stuff like that. Do you think like this just didn't sound good <laughs> like that? Yeah. And they just 
Maybe. Yeah, because this is good because this song does sound a lot cleaner than a lot of like the binaural tracks. You know, mm-hmm. it is it is much it is much crisper. Maybe the, you know these 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 tracks just didn't just didn't fit with the flow of the you know where they wanted to take uh, binaural. You know, and then you know they had leftover songs. They didn't work with a very somber album like Riot Act either. So now what do we do? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because like you said, like the the binaural does sound. The tone of it is very sort of dark and kind of I guess muffled. I guess, mm-hmm. and so yeah, the song it is you know energetic and it like is almost like almost poppy mm-hmm. um it's you know it's got that ed sort of bounce in it i don't, yeah. I don't think that it, this would have been a real it would have stuck out like a sore thumb i think on binaural sort of like what the hell is this and then you know you go back to you know sleight of hand or <laughs> you yeah. know nothing this scenes or something yeah yeah well on my on my on my spotify list i put hitchhiker after uh evacuation and before fatal so i kind of like i kind of have it like evacuation's another upper upper beat kind of song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let me look up see what the order was of it. Oh, the original binaural. There was like an original track listing. Yeah. Oh wait, no, it's not on the original track listing. Oh no. Oh it yeah, no. Just... So this could have been this could have been something that he uh maybe he didn't have yeah, it was recorded during the uh, binaural sessions. I do know that. Yeah, so it, like I said, it could have been it could have been something that he just didn't have the the, the lyrics for yet. Yeah, because education, you know, education, fatal, uh, sad are the ones that are uh, uh, in the moonlight that were taken off of there. Yeah, in the moonlight. Or yeah, in, in, in the, the moonlight. moonlight yeah. I believe too, which is a great song. Yeah, so this so this was this was one that nobody even like really uh, knew was out there. Just popped out of nowhere. Yeah, they weren't even Pearl Jam wasn't even paying attention to it. Yeah. Just one of these songs that that they recorded during sessions, just just for fun, I guess. You know the surprises that pops up. Yeah, I mean it's a solid song though. It's um, you know, I think it's worthy of being on an album. That's just one. That's just one Pearl Jam fan's opinion. Would it have fit on binaural though? Do you think? Or would would they have to totally you know rearrange it, add in you know the other songs and stuff, and take off some of the kind of weirder, slower stuff? possibly not even do the binaural recording just do it real straight ahead yeah, maybe yeah well they always have like a upper beat songs towards the beginning especially like the album starters sometimes don't fit the rest of the album so that's you know they just ah the song kind of mm-hmm. comes out the gate you know hard let's just put it at the beginning and get people into the album so i could see i could see hitchhiker I could see like a breaker fall god's ice hitchhiker mm-hmm. or a breaker fall hitchhiker evacuation or something like that before you get into the meat of the of the record and you start getting into the more um like emotional type tracks mm-hmm. definitely not like it not towards like the the end of the album maybe like a palate cleanser <laughs> let's take a break from all these uh depressing songs for a second and play hitchhiker <laughs> <laughs> well because they they as they wind down in the album, like they, they, their sort of signature is sort of like they'll have kind of, you know, the, the songs will start kind of slowing down and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you'll have like one song right before the final song that is more up. And then, you know, you'll have the, you'll have the last song. Yeah. Yeah. This was the first album I kind of think were like the last three tracks. It was a slight soon forget and parting ways where, yeah, it, the album really ends, ends on a very slower note. You don't really have, you have like rival or something like before mm-hmm. all that, but 
Uh, so there's really not much else about this song, man. And like I said, that's they they just played it uh, the once uh, 2012 mm-hmm. in England. Um, uh, there's only a few songs we've yet to never play, um, but since Manchester, since you have the uh, uh, it's, it's very exciting to think that you were, this is the birth of the first railway station. And that this is, this is the city where scientists first split an atom. Uh, this is where the first computer was developed. So we have uh, something of, of slightly less importance to do first. Uh, we're going to play a song called Hitchhiker. It might be as hard as splitting an atom. You fool! I said it's just you know it's you know it's you know it's not one of these you know like emotional journey songs. It's just <laughs> it's kind of like um, just one of these fun little rockers that they throw on the album as like a palate cleanser, like a, like a big wave or something, you know? Yeah, who knows? Maybe if they could they could put a of the earth on there instead of a you know big wave. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, big wave. I've seen live that one. I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then I, th- I think we're here. We're ready to wrap it up then. And mm-hmm. since we're at the end, just like at the end of Single Video Theory, I'll go ahead and throw the question that Ed was asked to you. And so, uh, Brian, what does Pearl Jam mean to you? Man, I mean, if you asked me this when I was 18, I would say everything. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> they still they still do mean a lot to me. So they're, they're that one band that... Ah, just whatever they put out, I just, I can't, you know, and people tell me all the time, oh, they haven't put out anything good since, since Binaural, they haven't put out anything good since Versus, I'm just like, no, man, they're, they're, dude, Gigaton holds up, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> they just, they're just one of those, I mean, they got me through a lot in my teens, like, I was born in 1980, so I was going through, you know, tumultuous years when they were at their height you know that's you know, that's when i was in high school from 94 to 98 so it was like they got me through a lot 
with that whole and I can still listen to those songs now and it still brings me back to that time. And I do, I just they're like like an obsession. I still listen to a Lightning Bolt and Backspacer and Gigaton just as much as I played ten back in the day. You know, it's just they're just uh they're they're part of me. You know, I've a I have a, I have a stick man tattooed onto the back of my neck. You know? Hell yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and now I'm looking to put a riot axe skull on me somewhere. Ooh. Yeah. I think that's going to be one of my next, one of my next tattoos. Riot axe skull. It is. Cause I can't remember where I read it or where I heard it or something like that, but it kind of was like, Oh yeah, you're right. Like there's a lot of bands where kind of like the people who, you know, they'll have like, one album or like maybe two or something like that that you know people will buy and everything like that but like people won't listen to their whole catalog you know it's just like oh yeah you know you listen to this album by you know somebody Mm -hmm. you listen to this other album by somebody else and it's kind of like it's kind of like not i don't know about not worth it but like there aren't people who like follow the band who are just like oh no i listen to everything that this band puts out you know people who are fans of the band mm-hmm. there'll be people who are kind of like oh yeah i like that album i like that one album that this person put out i put the you know i like this one album and you know did you listen to any of their other stuff it's kind of like ah eh, no not really because there wasn't anything good i guess on it or something anything that really stuck out and so it's kind of like there are you know most most people don't or won't listen to you know, a whole band's catalog won't buy every single album that they put out. You know, it's kind of like, oh, well, I got to hear what they're mm-hmm. doing now. It's just kind of like, nah, I'm, you know, I'm fine. I don't need to, you know, yeah. I got, you know, the one popular one, yeah. and, you know, like that's it. I, I definitely, and this is what, this is what like separates Pearl Jam from, from me, from other people. So, you know, back when I was, you know, discovering music back in 92, 93. So e- even now, one of my favorite albums I play at least once a month is Kittlebox, mm-hmm. their first self-titled album. I have literally zero interest. And it, it, this is so crazy because it's like I have literally zero interest in anything else Kittlebox does. Like literally zero. I, I, did, I did try listening to their second album. Mm-hmm. Lucy? Lucy or I mean, maybe. Or, I don't remember what it's called. But I did try and I was like, eh. But I listened to that first Kittlebox album all the time. Yeah, it's 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 in my regular rotation of go to albums, but you know, you know, why is Pearl Jam different? Why why is you know, like the only other band that I did that with was Nirvana. And probably the only reason that Nirvana isn't still my, my favorite band is because they're no longer around. Yeah, it's just but the three I, albums. So it's like yeah, you know, it's easy to do, you know. <laughs> that was easy. Yeah, yeah. I was just as excited when In Utero came out as when I was for um for a versus or Vitalogy. But yeah, I don't get that with any any other band. There's lots of other bands I like. Like I love the Killers, I love the Black Keys, I love Stokeville Pilots. And it's like, but none of them, you know, have that. Well, I do like all the Killers albums, but like, you know, I, I none of them really have. But 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 even liking every Killers album, they they don't get the same play. I don't have like ten different playlists of Killers songs. You know, I have ten different Pearl Jam playlists. Oh, here's 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 like Saturday Night Pearl Jam. Here's Sunday Morning Pearl Jam. Here's Pearl Jam's emotional songs, Pearl Jam's rocker songs. You know, mm-hmm. it's they're on a whole new level. They're on a different level for me. You know, it's, yeah, I think um, I think like 
I think kind of the the fans that are kind of like that are kind of like I think like the people who like Radiohead mm-hmm. will listen to like everything Radiohead puts out and like and uh, maybe like Dave Matthews Band like yeah the, you know, like the people who like Dave Matthews Band will listen to like everything and you know we'll go see multiple shows like Pearl Jam and, and yeah uh, that sort of stuff yeah there's certain bands yeah there's certain bands that just have that cult following yeah I I kind of fell off Radiohead after. After Kid A, I was like, eh. Was like, oh, yeah, there's, there's good stuff. Oh, Moonshade yeah, Pool, it's good. <laughs> yeah, I don't need a computer singing at me. <laughs> I, do, I do like In Rainbows. In Rainbows oh, yeah, is pretty yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. I, I do like, that's a that's a solid album. I, I felt like that was them kind of coming back from um, like a speaking spell uh, singing to me. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, you know, even with listening to all these, you know, different albums, it's crazy because I could go months without playing any Pearl Jam, and then I will just get like I listen to nothing but Pearl Jam for like months at a time. Mm-hmm. You know, like I'll I'll, I'll take a break up, like ah, you know, I've probably listened to Versus too much lately. I'm gonna, I, I tried to do that with Gigaton because I I played Gigaton so much last year. I'm like, yeah. I'm taking a break from Gigaton. I didn't listen to it at all during 2021 until oh man, May or June. I was like, I'm taking a gigaton break. You know, I'm 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 always saying it's great because I listened to it 80 times. Let me just take a break from it, go back to it. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, okay. And then <laughs> when I saw the video of um Quick Escape Live, I'm just like, yeah, man, this album holds up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if I went into Am yeah. I just gaslighting myself because I've been listening to it so much because yeah, it's new or that's yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Every, every you know, when something's new. It's always the best. It's always the best. It's the best. Oh yeah, maybe. Yeah, give it some. Give it some time, so you can come back to it and and see what you think. Hey, it took me twenty years to like to get really into Riot Act. So twenty. Yeah, I. I mean, I. I played yeah, I think it. me a lot. Me too. <laughs> like yeah. just just covering all the Riot Act songs. It's kind of like, hey, you know what? This is a better album than I thought. Yeah, yeah. I always thought it was. I. I. I always had it ranked dead last in my on my Pearl Jam album rankings. And then I started listening to it more and I was driving and listening to it and singing along. And I'm like, man, this is a really good album. It's, it took me until I was in my forties maybe to realize it, you know, maybe I wasn't, maybe I wasn't quite calm enough to enjoy the subtlety and somberness of, you know, riot act in my thirties. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was 20, I was 22 when it came out. So. I was still young and fiery. I wasn't. I wasn't ready for that yet. Well, uh, thank, thanks for coming on, Brian. And oh uh, man, hey, thanks for if, having uh, me. If I get you back, uh, then I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll find out what your, uh, what your album ranking is. Oh yeah, yeah. I'd love to come back. Absolutely, this was a blast. I said I could, I could talk Pearl Jam uh, for hours. <laughs> Well, hopefully people liked listening to you for hours. It wasn't hours. <laughs> <laughs> the Better Band Podcast is produced by listenupreno.com and Brandon Pallone and published using a Creative Commons attribution share-alike 4.0 license. Please visit creativecommons.org or email listenupreno at gmail.com for more details. All music played is owned by the respective publishers and copyright holders and is reproduced for review purposes only under fair use. You can subscribe to the Better Band Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or from betterbandpod.com using your favorite podcast app. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Better Band Pod. 
I am on Twitter at Brandon P. B-R-A-N-D-E-N-P. If you would like to support this podcast, you can go to either ko-fi.com slash Brandon P or patreon.com slash Brandon P. You can also just give me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Don't forget to tell your friends. If you'd like to be a guest on a future episode, send an email to betterbandpod at gmail.com or send any insights and stories you'd like to share and I'll read them on the season finale episode. Again, I'd like to thank my guest Brian and as always, this is Brandon saying, Hey, since when is Christmas just about the presents? Aren't we forgetting the true meaning of this day? The birth of Santa? 